Hi, everyone. Excited to share a special guest, a very good friend of mine and colleague, Michelle McBitty from Mom the Manager. Michelle, thanks so much for hopping on today. I love being here and I love having these conversations with you. You know, we always talk on the side about how you have been supporting families all over Canada and even across the nation uh, and internationally, um, but you have been making a world of difference in parenting in general. Um, so before we get started on our hot topic today, do you want to share a little bit about yourself and what you've been up to? Absolutely. Well, thank you for that. And yeah, so um, I am mom, the manager, because I am the CEO of my home. I delegate. I'm organized. It wasn't always that way. So I created a, um, I wrote a book called I Quit. Oh, wait, I'm the mom. I specialize in ADHD anxiety, parenting teens, strong-willed children. Um, and I try to give parents the empowerment that they need because children do not come with a manual. And sometimes you have two children that are doing great, you know, parenting strategies are working. And then you've got this other child that you're like, what is going on? We start to feel defeated. So that's where I step in with one-on-one -on -one support or even with courses, I have a new programming um, that might be a better fit for some parents. That's awesome. Well, you've definitely been making a big world, even for some of our own clients that we've referred to you. So listen, we're both moms and we know about mom guilt, right? Mm -hmm. Something like we feel like we need to be this super iconic, super mom, do it all, hold it all have it all. And that's going to be our topic for today is mom guilt. So share with me a little bit about what you're experiencing on your end in terms of families that you've been working with and that feeling of, of having guilt of not being the perfect mom or the perfect parent. Yes. Um, the, the mom guilt is, is uh, it gets in the way, you know, you give birth and then, you know, you, the guilt just kind of takes over that space where the baby was, where we feel like we have to do it all. And I think um, some people have it more than others. I think it's also a distress tolerance within yourself and your personality, the way you've been brought up, who is surrounding you. Because if you're surrounded with people that this is the norm, I make sure my house is perfect and I look a certain way and I do this and I do that, then we start feeling like I have to meet up to that. Um, society also does say, take a break. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. But if internally you're like, but that's why I am worried about it. And now you're telling me not to worry about it. Um, there can be a conflict within ourselves as well. And social media doesn't help because even though people are being more candid, um, there's a lot of proof out there of what is going well and people that are doing well. And parents and mothers feel like, why is why are they doing well um, and why am I not doing well am I doing something wrong I'm starting to feel defeated and then it brings on more emotion yeah I think that one of the terms that I've stopped using when working with families is the phrase it's okay um, if a family you know if a mom's not washing the dishes it's okay if a mom's not keeping up with laundry or you know doing special classes with her little ones um, every day of the week 
using the word it's okay almost gives them the feeling of, well, it's okay that you're not doing well. So I stopped saying that and started telling people that's not what's expected of you. You know, if, if at mm-hmm. the end of the day, our children are fed and alive, that's I think what matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right. The support makes a huge difference. So I guess my first question to you is, you know, do you find that um, a character trait, something in us that maybe we can think about um, in terms of when our kids are, are maybe even when we're pregnant or when our kids are small, something for us to be mindful about in ourselves that will help us not have that guilt as much. Well, I think what it is, is honestly, is that distress tolerance, right? Emotion comes up and then it comes down. And a lot of us can't handle that. So even if our child, let's say we've said no to something at the store and they're crying and mommy, please, and fine, fine, fine. So are we doing it because one, people are watching us Two, oh, now I feel like a jerk because, you know, somebody else bought their kid, but, you know, somebody else got it for them, or maybe I'm, I'm being too mean or, um, so we can get into that cycle for different reasons. Um, but I think it's just realizing that this is, it's going to go back down, but we have to be able to tolerate it. And if our child knows how to push your buttons and make you feel really, really bad because they didn't get that toy or this, or, you know, you made me go to grandma's house instead of spending time with me, or you went to yoga instead of watching a movie with me. And then we're like, oh no, I shouldn't have done that. I need to have every moment with my child. Let's step back a little bit and say, where's the proof to say that this is true? Is it going to really affect your child if you leave for an hour meeting or someone else takes care of your child, like a grandparent or even a daycare provider? Is that really going to make a huge difference? If it's happening on a regular basis, that's a little different, but we have to step back and say, how much am I feeding into this? This is okay. Right. And I use, I know you said not to say it's okay, but you know, like I, that let's look at this situation and really how bad is it? And is it something that is an issue or is it just right now? It's easier for me to give in or to do it all because I can't handle this emotion. Um, and then when we're stressed, we usually do more things because we don't know how to put the pause button on. So those are the kinds of things you're looking for. Yeah, that's great. And let's be frank here. I think mom guilt is around for a long time, for as long as we're moms, really. Um, my children are older and I, I have mom guilt thinking about, oh my gosh, all the things that I could have done for my kids when they were younger, that parents are doing now, or all the things I should have done differently or things that I could have introduced or said differently. So I think mom guilt, we just need to accept that it's almost part of us inherently, but I know you're going to offer some suggestions and tips mm-hmm. to help us maybe overcome some of that feeling. Yeah. And I think it just goes back to where is the proof to say that this is really bad? Am I able to change this? Um, You know, I should have done this. I should have done that. Um, Should have. And then we're shooting all over the place, right? Like it doesn't, it, it does, it's not helpful. The other thing too, is that if you're feeling that guilt and it is affecting you, what can we do about it? So that quality versus quantity, a lot of times um, we feel like I spend all this time with my children and they still want more. What does that quality time look like? If I am not giving myself that self-care, we are feeling like we're constantly giving, giving 
giving, giving. It can also be part of burnout that this emotion, this guilt is attached to other emotions. So we have a bunch of emotion. We have overwhelm. We have anxiety. We have, and we're, we're calling it guilt, but it could be anxiety um, where this is all going on and we don't know how to get off of the stress cycle. So we just do whatever feels best in the moment. And it's usually a band-aid solution for a long-term problem. And we just start doing it all because we feel bad. We can't tolerate this distress in ourselves and in our child. And then this just keeps going. And that's where we do see a lot of that online where parents are feeling like they've had enough that, you know, um, I don't want to do this anymore. I just don't feel motivated. And it's just a lot of emotion happening. And that mother's guilt is kind of that blanket term, but what's underneath that and what is really going on? And is it getting in the way of life for you? So what would you suggest for someone who is feeling that way all the time? Is there something that they can do each day to make it a little easier? Should they maybe force themselves to face, you know, the child screaming in the store, having a temper tantrum because they didn't get the toy? Should they not do laundry for a few days or dishes? Should they, you know, what, what sort of things can they do for themselves um, in order to try and make that a little easier? Yeah, the first piece is self-awareness. So if you are aware, then that is the first piece. And then what are those things that you can do to put the pause button on? Because the awareness needs to be there. So when that comes up for you and we think, okay, I should just buy this thing. Um, what does that mean? What is the message that my child is getting? I can't do that in the moment. But what you can do is look at situations that continue to happen and where does your, your guilt come in? Where does that overwhelm come in where you feel like you have to do this? Um, and can I put a pause button on that in the moment? But we have to kind of plan ahead. So before we go to the store, I can say, I will let you pick one treat. And that could be, I'm already going to buy a box of cookies anyway, so they can pick that box of cookies. When you start asking for more, the box of cookies will go back and that will, and will be done. And you have to talk to your child about that. Now, if they're one, you're not going to talk to your child about that. But if they're two, three, and they're cognitively and older able to do that, then this is what we've discussed. We're going to reiterate that when we come into the store. And then if they can't, um, if they have a meltdown and say, no, I don't want these cookies or I want this and I want this, that's where we have to remind them. But we have to stay calm to be able to be calm in that moment of their crisis. And when we feel overwhelmed, we usually hook in, it turns into an argument, or we just give in, right? And these are the things that we have to be aware of. And the other thing too, is that what am I doing with my emotion? What helps me turn the volume down? I think we're trying to get rid of some of these emotions and having emotion is okay. The majority of us have not been given space for emotion. So like I said, I'm telling you to have space for your child's emotion, even if it's something over like a cookie or you cut the cheese in half, you know, for us, we think it's not a big deal, but for the child, they're having a meltdown, but we have to hold space. Who held space for us? Do you feel like people are always just 
telling you, don't worry about it. Oh, have a glass of wine. Um, oh, just get rid of, you know, that partner of yours. They're, they're not helpful. Like everybody's giving advice or saying, don't worry about it or throwing butterflies and berries at you. And it's like, does anybody acknowledge me? Does anybody acknowledge my struggle? And can I acknowledge the struggle in myself and give myself that self-compassion and validation that I need? And also, what do I do with this emotion? How do I turn it down a little bit? Not completely get rid of it. What makes me feel better? And a lot of us don't have those skills because we were told to stop crying. You're being a baby. This is nothing to worry about. You want me to give you a problem. I'm going to give you a problem. Do you know there are other children that don't have what you have? You're so ungrateful. And that's how a lot of us were brought up. And then that taught us our emotion is not valid and our experience is not valid. So we ignore it. That's amazing information. I love that because I think we, you know, sometimes grow up in a generation where if someone is talking to you, we feel like we need to fix it for them, give them suggestions, yes. give them tips and instead of holding space, which really just means to be there and let them yes. express how they're feeling. It doesn't always need to be fixed or have an answer. So I love that. You know, mm -hmm. I think the biggest tip you shared here when it comes to mom guilt is preparation mm -hmm. because we know that our kids are going to test us at every age at every moment and sometimes in the worst possible moment um, that it can happen. And I think that the prep of how am I going to deal with that in the moment yeah. is, is key. That was amazing advice because I think that's a very simple thing that we can pre-plan in advance. Yes. I'm going to go to the store. I know my kid's going to throw a tantrum. <laughs> tantrum. Yeah. This is what I'm going to do to resolve it. And this is what I'm going to do if he does, you know, yes. throw a temper tantrum. So I guess we'll just wrap up with that is in terms of, you know, I have made that decision. My mom guilt is I feel bad for not giving in to my child every time they want something. Mm -hmm. I'm at the store. Sure enough, they want something. They're having a temper tantrum. Mm -hmm. What do I do? Like what does not make me feel guilty in the moment? Should I give my child that item to not make people think I'm crazy? Do I let him throw the temper tantrum in the store and not care about what others are saying? Yeah. Or do I just pack up and leave and go home? That sort of last tip. Yeah, well, that. you could do all of them. I think it's just deciding on what is going to be best for you. I think when you give in, however, what is the message that you are giving to your child? The message you are giving is that if you scream loud enough, you'll get it right? The behavior wins. And we can validate and say, I know you really want this. However, we decided on one. Now you're pushing for two. So we're going to put this back. And maybe the first few times they will push limits. And some children are just more work. So you have to know that with one child, they're going to listen right away. And another child, they, they're going to push more because it's worked in the past, or this is just my personality. And then you cannot um, like what you can only control how you respond. You cannot, even if you do all the right things and you prepare your child and they still push limits, you can't control how someone responds, only how you respond to them. So what is the message you're giving when you are getting, giving in, or you're doing a punishment or something like that? It's, it's not a good cycle to get on. And then how can you in that moment, just turn that, <laughs> take that deep breath right? And say, this too shall pass, and we will get through this. And what other people think of me is none of my business, because we don't know if they're judging me, they may be just thinking, oh, thank goodness, it's not me today. <laughs> <You know? laughs> True. Yeah. And I guess that will, uh, you know, my, our response to our child, maybe having a temper tantrum in that result, 
my response should really depend on how I am as a person. So if I am going out to the store, I know my child's going to throw a temper tantrum and I feel anxious having my child continue the temper tantrum at the store, then my result may not be leaving him there to throw the temper tantrum. I may decide, okay, if he does do that, let's just go home. I'm going to drop everything and be prepared. So that's some great advice, Michelle, as usual. Thank you so much. Um, I love having you. You're such a wealth of information. Um, If you want to reach out to Michelle, we'll have all of her information linked to the video and podcast. So feel free to connect with her and she's always here to help. So thanks so much. Thank you.